Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks, and I've got Peyton West in the hot seat today here in the studio for the first time. Welcome to the show, Peyton. Glad to be here. Appreciate you having me. As a lot of you out there know, Peyton West was a star basketball player up on the hill at Monterey High School a couple years ago. And uh, out of high school, went on to Vol State, played there a couple years, and now has landed at Tennessee Westland, basically in your your what would be your senior year, but you could stay another year of eligibility after this year. Yes, I could. I had my freshman year was COVID year, and so we technically didn't count, and it probably shouldn't have. We only played 15 games, so. Uh, but I do have the option to go back for a fifth year if I choose to use it. Yeah, I think by that time, if I'm not mistaken, I think you'll have your uh, your SPED degree done and you have a chance maybe to start work on your master's. Uh, yes, sir, absolutely. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good option to have. It is, yeah. It is. If I don't go back, I think I will end up getting my master's regardless, either well, there or come back to tech. Well, I'm thinking about this. Let's go ahead and just jump into this real quick. Uh, and as I'm looking at your website, I just saw a picture of you playing there on Tennessee Westland pop-ups. We'll go back to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, you talk about that basically what would be a dead year. Uh, the NCAA basically came back and gave every player during the COVID time, and, and you just said you don't play 15 games one year. That's not a complete season. No. So I, I think that was a great decision by the NCAA and all all the leagues, mm-hmm. uh, uh, NAIA, everything, um, to allow kids to be able to do that because it – there's no way you can consider any of that a complete season. No. Um, and, and it just wasn't the same. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so in the JUCO conference, the NJCCA, we we pretty much just copied the NCAA. So once the NCAA established it, I think they started at the beginning of October, so right before basketball season began, um, the day after the, our JUCO conference established the same rule. So we already knew that it was going to be different. We had already established that – in our conference, we had 10 teams, but we also had divisions, so five and five. We were going to just play our division. We were going to play right. every team four times. And then when the time we got to January, one of our teams in the division had enough guys fail that they didn't have five guys. So wow. we only had four teams in the conference, one of us being us, that we played. We got to play one more game outside of that. So we ended up playing 12 games plus the one, and those 12 games were four teams three times – or three teams four times, excuse me. And then – we went and played tournament, and that yeah. was it. And we had a rough year. We we were we didn't play our first game till January twenty seventh. We yeah. ended in the middle of the beginning of April. Like it did not feel like a basketball season at all. There's nothing worse than driving to practice and it's sunny outside. Yeah, as a basketball player, like yeah. that's just it was crazy. But we did all that. We didn't have a good year. I think we were one in one in fourteen, one fifteen ish. We had a lot of guys. We started off with fifteen, maybe ended up with seven or eight just guys who didn't want to stick around. And it was tough. I mean, we weren't just like on scholarship. We weren't just sitting there. We were yeah. we were at home. We had guys driving two hours. We, Me and my teammate from Sparta, Jared Carter, yeah. we drove an hour and a half just about every day to practice and to the games, yeah. to be 1-15, to have half a season. It was, it was definitely not the most fun time. It was definitely unique, though. Um, it was a crazy experience, and – we had a lot of guys who quit for a good reason. I mean, it wasn't a, sure. it wasn't basketball experience that they'd had. It wasn't a basketball experience they wanted. Um, right. So we, I mean, it it never will happen again. I don't think, but it was it was something. It was so unique. Well, we hope that it will never happen again because it was just so unusual, and you didn't know what was going to happen one day from the next. Mm-hmm. You may practice on a Tuesday and go back Wednesday and have three or four or five kids sick yep. with COVID or not be able to come show up. It just I just never. 
experienced and hopefully never will again anything like that. But back to uh, the decisions that were made to give you guys another year, sometimes another two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, we're really, after this year, we'll really be at the end of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you'll start uh, seeing a return to you know some of the high school kids getting the number of chances you know to sign with schools that they did pre-COVID. Yeah, it's been affected by the NIL. It's been affected by the transfer portal. It's been affected by COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, there's three big players right there that that have really negatively affected high school kids and and signing classes. Yeah, uh, that come out every year. Now I'm I'm thinking after next year that's kind of kind of work its way out. Yeah, um, the high school. The high school part is starting to get back to it. There are kids. It's like when we came out in my high school year and the year after, it was hard to get out. It was hard to get a scholarship yeah. just because nobody knew who was staying. Nobody knew who was going. Um, now you're getting a better idea just because the COVID guys are about to, to get out. Right. Um, and the transfer portal has – and it's changed It's changed forever. It's changed college sports forever. And there will be schools who exclusively use the transfer portal. Like mm-hmm. we hear about it at our level. We hear about it at the D2 level in Tennessee – alone let alone d1s like it happens all the time but um you see the high school revenue is coming back transfer portal will still be there but once they ncaa gets more deadlines on the time you can transfer on the amount of transfers you can get on the amount of money they can make then i think the high school revenue will be will be much back to normal as you said but the the transfer portal will will affect it for sure there's no doubt, and you know, gosh, there's just so much. We could have a whole show mm-hmm. just talking on that, and and uh, as coaches come on, and and uh, some of the folks that have been guests, they you're kind of wanting to start to talk about that a little bit. First, I don't think we knew what to do. Uh, yeah, to, you know, when you when you talk about the NIL, and you got, and we're talking more the big time Power Five folks, but you know, when you got a quarterback at Texas that's not stepped on the field except in backup role that makes three point one million dollars. And then the the starting quarterback, San Francisco Forty Niners, yeah. on last year's team, had, got paid the whole year five hundred and forty thousand dollars, which is a good salary. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but the the kid in high school that's never proven himself is making three point one million dollars, and the pro is making a half a million. Yeah, it just something's not right about that. No, it's not. And then I mean, you see it all the time now. There's the quarterback from, I want to say, someone one Washington State. You know, they're transferred oh, yeah. now, yeah, and he had multiple one million dollar offers just immediately as he put his name in, and so and then there's guys that are going to put their name in the draft to think about backing out because they're getting going to make more money in college. Exactly, um, and I think it's a good thing that they're making money off their name, especially for the women's sports because when they go pro, there's almost no money to be had. But it, there definitely needs to be regulations to how much and to just the kind of contracts that there are. Yeah, I just I don't know. You know, I just don't know where it's going to end up. It, it mm-hmm. just seems like common sense doesn't have anything to do in the the thinking that was gone on to. Uh, and we went from a situation where if you transfer, you have to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. To you know, sit out, you can go wherever you want. Now you can transfer twice. Yeah, you can transfer twice, if and maybe more. Yeah, as, as the time goes on, so just so many different things that are negatively affected, and I just I don't just. A lot about that just don't seem right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's get back to you. <laughs> let's talk a bit more about Peyton. So again, we're with Peyton West from uh, up on the hill at Monterey High School, legend up there for the years that he played basketball. Let me just um, talk about that a little bit. And accomplishments 
some of the things you've done, 100 career wins at MHS with two state tournament bursts during your career, region uh, tournament MVP back in 2020, 1,600 career points, 500 assists. At Vol State, uh, over 500 points, 200 assists in the two years that you played there, and you were the freshman MVP. So you got a, a storied, really award-winning uh, career. Um, and it all started, you know, in the backyard with your dad. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the backyard, more of uh, the gym, because he was coaching when I was, I guess, ever since I was born. I remember being three years old, sitting behind the bench in the old Monterey <laughs> High School. I don't know if I was really watching the game. I think I was just playing, but I remember I remember vividly you were there. sitting across. I was there. Yeah, um, it was I, it was cool. I think I don't, I don't really know how else I, my childhood could have gone if he wasn't a coach, because we were just in the gym. And if I wasn't in the gym, then I guess I was at home. So, I mean, we would stay after for his practices, and then when we Ty got to, I want to say, third third grade, so I would have been first grade. He was playing AAU. Um, so then I was at his practices. We had our city league going, so I was at those practices. It never really stopped, especially when we got to AAU. It was, it was year-round, and then once you get out of AAU, you're in summer camp. And then when we're out of summer camp, my dad's in summer camp, so I'm at his games. And then you have that brief <laughs> dead period in the middle, and then they're back to practicing. So – I don't know. Well, like you hear about uh, growing up, I went to the lake on Saturdays. Oh, yeah. Growing up, now we were in the gym, and then if on our Saturdays, if we weren't out at the rec, then my dad had a JV game somewhere in Watertown, or they had a scrimmage. Like it was just always in the gym. Growing yeah. up in the gym, I mean, you could be a lot worse. Oh yeah, <laughs> than oh, that. Yeah. And and uh, while the 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 lake is fun and you need a little bit of that too it, it, it's nice because you were doing it together and mm-hmm. you guys have a you know adam your dad um works for me or with me out at uh future ready office for putnam county schools does a fantastic job and um you know i got to talk to him a lot about this i've had him on the show a couple of times but you know just a phenomenal coach was right fit from monterey mm-hmm. uh, grew up in monterey um you know, got his degree, went back up on the hill, wanted to be there, mm-hmm. wanted to coach there, coach girls, coach boys. Um, and really cued in on the boys and, and uh, took the team from uh, being a mediocre uh, middle-of-the-road team uh, to a you know, district champion, region champion, state tournament team. And we talked about it a couple times. He's been on the show. It, it, it's like building a house. you got to have a good foundation, and that's what he really concentrated on is the foundation. He knew that if he could build a good foundation that the kids would come, and you you two, you and your brother being a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just you know, kudos to him and the job that he did, and you can look back on it now and, and, and really take it in a little bit more, you know, than he could before. And mm-hmm. part of that equation was you and your brother. So tell us a little bit about when you get into high school, you know, first of all, how was your middle school career, and did you know it was going to lead to something big in high school like it did? Uh, my middle school career was, I mean, I would say mediocre. We weren't, we were playing bigger schools. Yeah. You know, we were the only small school really in the county, so we're playing all good, Upperman, Prescott, and we didn't really compete because we, we had, I think we even had a sixth grader start in my eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just something they don't see at all. Just numbers, yeah. Yeah, just numbers. I mean, but then getting to high school, I, I would like to say I wanted it to be what it was. I'm not going to say I knew, but that's just yeah. what I dreamed of it being. Yeah. Um, if you probably looked at me in middle school as a five foot eighth grader, I don't think you would have thought that, that was really just a ball handler. I don't think you would have been like, yeah, he's going to be a good high school player. Maybe okay, but I don't think it would have, anybody would have thought how it turned out. But I did grow a little bit, so that helped me. No doubt. No doubt. Well, we're, we're talking with Peyton West. 
basketball star from up on the hill at Monterey High School. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is Sam Brooks. Got Peyton West in the house today talking some basketball. As we left for break, we were talking about moving into high school and the foundation that was built at Monterey High School by his dad, Adam. So you walk in uh, your freshman year, you grew a little bit. Um, you go well, not, to, not at that point. I was 5'5 five, five freshman year. Well, that's that's not bad now. Yeah. I'm maxed out at 5'9", so don't even talk, <laughs> don't, don't even talk about 5'5 five, five to me now. You're a big golfer, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a big golfer. Um so you, you you go in for your first uh, opportunity. Your brother's a little older. Yes. So he had been there a little before. You so Jun- you, he would be a junior. You're hanging around. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've been at practice your whole life, so it's secondary to you. Mm-hmm. But you walk in there and you get the ball in your hands at the, at the first tryout as you go into at Monterey High School from eighth grade. What was that like for you? Um, I can't tell you about the first tryout, but uh, I was around a lot. Like you said, my brother was there. I actually played JV with them when I was in seventh grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, and then eighth grade after our season was over. So I was around. Um, freshman year was not how I thought it would be, but we had a lot of guys. We had, I think we played 12. Like, we even tried platoon to start the year with 11 of us. Um, it didn't go very well, so we, we got rid of that. And when we got rid of that, unfortunately, I was one of the guys that, that got scooted down towards the end of the bench. But it wasn't how I thought it was going to be in terms of just playing. I didn't get to play a lot from once we got out of that platoon, I was just kind of maybe a minute here and there, but that was it. And then we had a few guys, a few guys quit. We weren't really that good. We, I think we ended up being 16 and 19 at the end of the year, and that was in a region semis finish. So we had a good finish, but yeah. um, so I didn't get to play much until I think district play started. We didn't handle the ball super well. We didn't do a lot of things well, but we didn't handle the ball well, and that was kind of like my forte and. I always thought that I should have been playing, but I think everybody thinks that. You know, what <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody thinks that. Everybody thinks that, and I, I did work hard. I remember being extremely fired up. Um, there was one time during that stretch when I wasn't playing. We were out of practice, and I was staying and shooting. And of course, I rode home with the coach. So I was. He was like, "Are you ready to go?" I was like, "No, I'm not leaving until I'm playing." Um, and, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then of course we left, and I still didn't get to play for a little bit, but. It was that was kind of my mindset. I I did think that I deserved to be playing. And I worked really hard. I felt like I stayed out. I pushed people in practice. I remember sprinting probably more than I should have been during drills that we probably didn't need to sprint in. But um, I felt like I I should have been playing just off the way I worked, and I probably shouldn't have been looking back. I was not ready until the end of the year. But but just my mindset has always been like 
that work hard. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. If I want it, I'm going to get it. And eventually I did, and I got some good minutes towards the end. And we had, I don't even know, if, I think we might have been worse if I was, when I did play, but um, we ended up competing towards the end, and we made a had a big win in the region quarters against a Watertown team that was top top eight in the state, I believe. Yeah. They had won 25 games. Um, it's one of those, they, they raised a banner for that team at Watertown, mm-hmm. and you usually don't raise a banner for that region quarters. So we're proud of that one. We beat them on that. I remember that one. Yeah, we're proud I, of that one. I remember that one. There was a lot of talk about that one. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that. So I, I, it's got to be tough for your dad. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got a freshman coming up, and then you've you got your older brother that's already playing, you know, and, and pretty good lead role there mm-hmm. on the team. But there's probably no doubt in my mind that you probably should have been playing. Because <laughs> if, sure if you need a ball handler – yeah, you know what? That's a huge difference if, if you got a good ball handler on the floor that can disperse the ball around, even if for nothing else. Yeah, then yeah. then that would be good for the whole team. But then you got to take a look at, you know, if if you play, and he puts you ahead of two or three other players or upperclassmen, then how's that going? That probably never went through your mind. At, at oh, that time. I mean, it did, but it. I'm not sure it went through my mind from a coach's standpoint. Just oh, I should be playing. Not that it mattered towards freshman or senior, but that's every freshman's mindset. I mean, freshmen want to play, sophomores want to start. Juniors want to score and seniors want to win. Well, I, think, um, I think your dad's philosophy is he's going to play the best players he has. I think, but in your case, yeah, that might have been clouded a little bit. Well, I mean, there were guys in front of me who were older, yeah. and they had been playing. They've been playing since uh, Jared Phillips, the all-time leading scorer, was there. So yeah. it's not like they didn't deserve to play, too. Right. They had earned their spot. Um, it's just there's only so many minutes in a game. Exactly. And for a freshman coming in on a team that didn't lose, I think they had one senior the year before me, uh, we had three the year I was there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just hard to find time. Oh, it, it is. And, and, you know, but as a freshman player, as an athlete, you got to want that time. Oh, yeah. You, you can't just sit there and say, well, it's not my time. You got to try, oh, that never you went through try my and mind. get a lineup. Yeah, that never went through my mind. I, I pushed I pushed the guys in front of me in practice. And yeah. Probably a little too much. I was angry every day at practice, like really. But uh, it worked out at the end. Sounds I got a few. I got a few minutes there that towards the end. Sounds so. like a few guys I played with. <laughs> Angry every day. I was. Yeah. Um, all right. So cool. Let, let's fast forward to that next year, mm-hmm. and you get into your sophomore year. Are you starting yet immediately? No, I didn't start my sophomore year at all. That's what I thought. Did not start. So my sophomore year, we had like I said, we lost three guys from that freshman year, um, two guards and a big. But we returned a lot of our scoring. We had, I want to say, seven seniors, six to seven seniors that next year. Um, five of them played. We had two sophomores that played and a junior. We were big. We were good. Um, How many of those that year, your sophomore year, did you play with in middle school? In middle school? At my middle school or just in yeah, A year? your middle school. Um, that played that year, the eight? Just, just me. Okay. Nobody from that middle school played. Okay, so somewhere along the way, yeah, the, there's an attracting factor at Monterey High School. A coach gets them in, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you got a, a brand new crop of folks that you're putting together there. Yeah, we had a lot of guys that AAU. Um, I played with more of them in AAU. I could say Pax was my other sophomore, and me and him were the two sophomores. Yep. We played together in AAU. Um, the junior was Grayson Randolph. His dad's a police chief in Monterey, so yep. we had ties. Um, and his brother actually transferred to Monterey his senior year. He was the one senior my brother's sophomore year. Um, that's Deb Randolph. And then the other guys played with my brother in AAU. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them, all of them, all of them did. All of them played from fifth grade to eighth grade together. 
And then Cade Painter was the only one that played, I think, in that eighth grade group. Right. Um, so, yeah, they all came in. And it wasn't like it was just recruiting, but it was more of just, hey, I play with them. Over I'm comfortable with them. Yeah. yeah. And I like the school. I want to go there. Oh, I mean, I mean the, the school was a, a huge draw. You know, yeah. we, we look up there now, and it's it's already full. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, there's nowhere to there's nowhere to put other classrooms, and and, and we kind of landlocked in that. But it's a beautiful school. Oh, they did a great job. Yeah, beautiful they did a great school. Job. That, that made a huge difference right there, no doubt. And at the time, there was at other schools around that some animosity. I want to say so. It felt like we we knew we were going to win if we all came here. So. Yeah, it felt like why not? Well, it's nice to have choices like that too. Absolutely. The, the bottom line is more kids getting more opportunities to get to play. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a cool thing. No zoning, you know, right yes. now. So uh, take advantage of what what you can. And not as much with that group, but my senior year, that was a big that helped us a lot. So you got to play with your brother. Mm-hmm. Your sophomore year is his senior year. Yep. So you got to play him. I know that was that was a special. I got one picture, or, or your dad's got one picture on the wall of you three yeah. together coming off the court yet there, which is a really cool picture. Mm, yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't always fun, especially <laughs> <laughs> especially going through it. I wasn't like – I felt pressured to give him the ball a bit more than I probably should have. But um, And he would get on me more, and I'm just like, man, I can yell at you for that too, but it's whatever. <laughs> but I will say, when we lost in the Final Four my sophomore year, I cried for probably like three days. And it wasn't just because we lost, but when you lose that far, yeah. it's a lot worse than losing at the beginning of the year. It hurts a lot worse. Anybody who's done it will tell you. But most of it was just because I wasn't going to play with my brother again. Yeah. Uh, that For three days, that just was on my mind forever. I didn't realize it there until the very end. Didn't realize it until it was over. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to jump to a quick break, and we're talking to Peyton West from up on the hill at Monterey. Basketball legend from up there. We're going to come back and pick up right where we left off, Peyton. I want to touch on that when we get back. Sounds We're going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Got Peyton West in the house today talking some high school basketball up on the hill at Monterey. And we just left talking about you getting to play with your brother and, and just the fact with what you said from your freshman to your sophomore year, you went from mediocrity to making the Final Four mm-hmm. in, in the state playoffs. Man, what a huge turnaround that is. Yeah, we had – I mean, we had a lot of guys coming back. We had size, and we we had the skill our junior year, but pieces didn't come together like we thought they would. Um, and really, maturity-wise, looking back, we weren't as good as we should have been. Um, we didn't guard as well. We just had to grow up, really. It's not like the skill was a question. Uh, we just had to grow up and grow together. And then that next year, I think we did. We, we had a great summer. Um we had guys were in the gym, guys were playing AAU, guys were working hard, and then we come back and it was just a feeling like, man, we're going to win this district, we're going to make it to the state tournament. Like it was never a doubt in our minds. Um, and we, I mean, we, I think we were thirty-one and seven. We had some losses, um, we had some close ones too in that tournament, but it was it was what we thought it was going to be. And we do feel like we were the second best. We should have probably beat Loretto. Yeah, we had um, off a of back to back. It was a tough tough matchup for us as well because they had size just like we did but we felt like we were just as good as them and looking back we were probably the second best team in that tournament yeah and it's i mean that gosh what an experience that had to be and it's just a fun ride especially with your brother and your dad uh going along with you for the ride but there's a lot of coming out 
mm-hmm. for a lot of folks that year. You you didn't start that year, but you're probably the best six man in the state. <laughs> <laughs> My brother didn't start either, so he'll probably tell you it was him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But we can argue about that. That's okay. Yeah, I think you got a pretty good argument there. But so does he, though. Yeah, but it was it was really cool coming off the bench for my brother because he started that first year, and then um, we just he wanted to come off the bench, and I don't want to say it's to play with me, but I was going to give him the ball, <laughs> so I think that kind of helped him make that decision. But it was cool to have that because we did have that chemistry. Um, we had never really played together good minutes. I mean, other than playing against each other outside one on one and stuff, but um, it clicked easy. It clicked easy. I knew where he wanted the ball. I was trying to get him the ball. I was trying to get other guys the ball. It worked out pretty well. Yeah, and it's it's, uh, unique having both of you guys come off the bench. And and the cool thing about, you know, we all have to do that at some point in time. I remember when I was a sophomore, that's what I was able to do is I don't think I started a couple of games my sophomore year, but you come off the bench, you get a chance to kind of get the flow of the game from the side. Mm -hmm. And then it also gives a boost to, you know, two, three minutes go by, and then here you come in fresh. Yeah, You know, it gives you an opportunity to really take control of a game pretty quickly, especially if you know what's not working right when you go in. Yeah, yeah, and at that point, I mean, I was just happy that we were winning. It, it starting never really meant anything to me at that in that year. Um, but I started. I'll fast forward and then backtrack. But I started ever since junior year to junior year of college, and I'm coming off the bench my senior year. And that exactly what you said, getting a feel for the game. I actually kind of like it better now. Yeah. Um, I never would have thought that once I got to start, but getting a feel for the game, just kind of understanding. All right, this guy is who we need to lock in on. Um, this guy on our team is who's getting the ball and who's scoring well. Um, just relaxing the nerves a little bit. Yeah. I, I do like it better, I yeah. will say. Yeah, it's pretty cool just to you know, be okay with that mm-hmm. you know, and have the opportunity to, to live it out there. Yeah, I, I'd see where it would be very advantageous. Yeah. There are some guys who will be very loud about they need to start. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think Greg Popovich said it the best. He said, if Monty Ginobili can come off the bench – you can't do. Yeah, there you I go. was like, yeah, you're right. That's exactly. the best players ever. Exactly right. <laughs> um, unique skill set still, though, but uh, it worked. Um, mm-hmm. You guys had an incredible season that year, and then your brother goes off, and you you go into your junior year, mm-hmm. and you're playing by yourself now. Brother's gone. How was that different? Um, I mean, it was more like, okay, now I have to score instead of looking for other score. I mean, I still did. I've always been past first, but we weren't going to compete if I didn't score. Um, but it wasn't just he was gone. I mean, just about everybody was gone. Like I said, we had yeah. five seniors of the. We had we rotated eight guys. Five seniors or five of them were seniors. Um, me and Pax and Grayson were the only ones that got to play that came back. So then we have Kevin and Jackson Billings starting with us now, and they never played any meaningful minutes really. Um, the guys come off the bench and never played any meaningful minutes, and they're all um, some of them weren't even there until their sophomore year, and they weren't even eligible. So. Yeah. Uh, it was a whole new team just about we had a whole new group about us we couldn't score like the team in front of us um and but we could guard very well uh but we were we were underrated and we knew we were going to be i mean you lose that many guys sure we you you weren't expected to be good i think we were picked we were picked fourth in our district but we really wouldn't pick fifth if everybody was at the coaches meeting um and fifth in our district is you don't make it to the region right right so and we ended up being 27-10, and 10, I believe, um, made to the substate. We're up the first three quarters. That was some foul trouble and just missed some shots late and then lost by six. So we – I don't want to say overachieved because we knew we could do it. We probably even underachieved at the end. Um, but we 
we definitely over exceeded expectations. Yeah, you did it differently too. You did it with more defense. More defense. We could not score like we we wanted yeah. to. Um, and we saw when, once we got past Christmas, and you know everybody scouted you by then. Everybody knows how to guard you by then, and we did not adjust well enough to that. And everybody across the board that was started with me, but. Team-wise, you may not have scored as well that year and had to rely on defense. But for you, mm-hmm. it was more of a kind of a coming-out part of your junior year because you you were required to, to shoot the ball more, penetrate more, and come up with some big buckets. So your your average went up. Yeah. And you, you really started to become known as a scorer at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about points a lot, but uh, I, my 1,600 points, 1,300 of them were my junior and senior year. Um, it was just never asked to me to score. Before right. that, it was – you're going to shoot the open three and you're going to make free throws late. Um, and now it's, you're coming off pick and rolls. You got to find the open guy, but you also got to find time for when you got to shoot. And I did want that. I did want that. I remember um, after I got over not being my brother, I had like a little <laughs> week, I had like a little week spell of not touching a basketball, which was very rare for me. Um, but I was really motivated to come back and take on that new role. And I think I did, I started off doing pretty well. I'm not totally happy about how I finished with it. Um, like I said, we, we saw new defenses, and there was we didn't adjust well enough in that last half of the season. But we still ended up making sub-state. Mm-hmm. So I felt like if we could have, if I could have done a better job myself, um, who knows how far we would have gone. Yeah, that takes you into your senior year, and uh, you know you you had the uh, experience of that 27 win season, making it to the sub-state to take you into summer camp and and AAU and, and all of that. So that had to really motivate you. Um, it, you can look at it two ways. You can think you've arrived and not work as hard, or you can realize, you know, you've done good, but you need to be better. It looks like your team realized that you need to be better, and there's more work to be done. Yeah, yeah, we had – it was kind of interesting, actually. We 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 overachieved, we made sub-state, whatever, and then we're coming back, we're like, all right, it's state tournament, and it's this time we're winning a ring. Um, but then Paxton leaves. We had him for the summer. Paxton leaves. We get Caden Jones from Livingston, um, who helped us out a lot. But we really weren't that good in the summer as yeah. a team. I, I struggled big time. Um, couldn't tell you why, but I struggled big time. We weren't winning like we should have been. Um, and then I get to AU. I get my groove back in that July. And then we come back, and if you ask, we weren't loud about it. Kevin, my boy Kevin Boros, he mm-hmm. was our starting center. Um, he was loud about it. But <laughs> we weren't too loud about it, but if people were like, uh, how good are y'all going to be this year? We were to our stuff, just, oh, we're going to be back. We're going to be state tournament. We're going to be there, and you can't stop us. So I'm going to talk about that for a minute. So uh, there's going to be down times no matter what. I'm sure when you got into college, you experienced ups and downs mm-hmm. uh, uh, the majority of the time because that's what it's all about. You, I say this all the time. We talk about this on the show a lot. You can learn so much more from your mistakes mm-hmm. than, or, or it may be things you don't do well yeah. than you can from – everything always being great uh, that's, and, my, that's my college experience right there in a nutshell yeah so talk a little bit about how failures made you better um i think it's just i want to say failures as much but i felt like i was undervalued um until really until we just won uh as a player it was always well he's got this guy on his team well he's got this guy on the team and i did have good teammates mm-hmm. like that is no question um but i just felt like in the district i could have been I was undervalued a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that was always a motivating factor. Um, I can tell you each year going into freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year, what motivated me in the summer. And after freshman year, we lost to Pickett County. That was the every workout that was on my mind. 
uh, after sophomore year, it was, well, now it's you. And now you got the ball in your hands. Um, going into senior year, well, you didn't have a great end. <laughs> you know, and then we're going to win a chip this year. That was like, so there was always something that was motivating me. Um, being undervalued a little bit was part of it, but there was other factors as well. So talk a little bit about, we got a little bit of time left. Talk a little bit about the youngsters out there listening, maybe want to play college ball. Tell them, tell them about, you know, give them some advice on what they can do. Maybe they're just now entering high school. What do they need to do? They need to know from you how much work is actually involved. Work hard, yeah. Um, I will say I definitely overworked while I was in in my last two years, last three years especially, but I definitely overworked. I was in the gym for, we would work out for about an hour to an hour and a half, and then we would shoot for about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, and a lot of those days, you you really didn't even feel sore because you were just so motivated to come back. Um, but just working hard is, is the biggest thing. Um, working hard at the right things is the biggest thing. And then from there, once you get some game about you and you get some skill about you, figure out how to win. And you, you mentioned in the very beginning of the show, it's about sacrifice too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of other kids are at the lake, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying there is. Um, but if you want to go to college and you want to get to that next level, it's going to take effort. Mm-hmm. Not very many people get to that level. Everybody's good at that level. Mm-hmm. So any little thing you can do to help yourself get there is what, an up and coming that wants to go to college or play at college needs to understand you got to put the time in. You can't, yeah. it's not going to happen if you don't. No, the work is a non negotiable, non negotiable to make. Academics? It. Uh, yeah, definitely academics. And that's not just to make it to college, that's if you want to get money while you're in college, uh, get your good grades. Yeah. And if you want to get scholarships without it. Yeah, I think that's kind of the things overlooked nowadays of how important academics are For sure. in the equation of student athletes. So. And sadly, there's been some rule changes to help the lesser academics, but it's still important. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, okay, Peyton, thanks for joining us on short notice. We'll have you back. I didn't I didn't get into your college stuff yet, so we'll let you go out and finish playing a little bit and then uh, see what you do next year with your extra year and if you stay or go, and then we'll, we'll get you back on the show and we'll talk a little bit more. But thank you for giving us the time today and, and taking time out of your day to come over and be with us. Sure, thank you. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed you being here, Peyton. And thanks to you guys, too, for listening. This is Sam Brooks with Local Matter Sports. We'll see you next time.